Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, radio only today, here on a Buffalo football Monday. And we're getting right back to the phones at 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. Got a couple open lines for you there as we are asking for your takeaways from Buffalo's wild card victory over the division rival Dolphins. And we lead off this segment with one John in Clarence. What you got for us, John? You're on One Bills Live. Hi guys, um, good show. It's it's nice that you guys let us Monday morning quarterback like this. If the excuse the pun, it's very therapeutic. Uh, but <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was going to talk about uh, time management, but I think you beat that to death. So I, I have a simpler question, and Steve may have some insights to this being an ex-player. So obviously we know the way that Josh plays. You know, it, in some cases it's it's almost like ordered chaos or reckless abandon. Um, And he gets some success out of playing that way. But he turns the ball over a lot. We've seen that a lot this year. So my question is this. He's been doing it so long. Do you think that Sean McDermott, post-game, at some point, not in a team meeting necessarily, but maybe one-on-one, says to Josh, Hey, look, Josh. We have to, we have to stop these turnovers, and I need you to think about that when you get into your game mode and you're out there and playing. Um, maybe controlling access to the ball a little bit better, or not doing some of the things that you know may put you in that situation. And if he is saying that to to uh, Josh, is Josh just not listening to him, or do you get? You know, you get into those game modes where that conversation is not part of your thought process anymore. You're just executing and you're going back to your old style of, you know, I got to do everything I can, put it on my shoulders to to, to make the, the great play. And therefore, he ends up losing the ball. So I'm going to hang up and listen to what your thoughts are about this, because I think it's very, very important that you know turnovers if we 
if we have turnovers against the Bengals like we did in this last game, they're not kicking field goals. They're scoring touchdowns. Yeah. You know? And so, right. yeah. anyway. I got Thanks, you, John. John. Thanks for the call. It's, it's, it's good stuff. And you're right. Um, it is something that it, it's – McDermott, you asked if he would have conversations with it or, you know, with Josh privately uh, or in in front of the team or whatever. And the answer is all of that is, yeah, of course. Uh, it's Sean McDermott's responsibility to address problems and with individual players and with philosophies. He, he addressed it not only with Josh, he probably addressed it with Ken Dorsey as well and asked Ken Dorsey what he's doing about Josh turning the football over. Then he talks to Josh personally and then – they watch the film together, and they talk about it. And when the, when those plays come up, they say, "What were you thinking here? And why are you getting?" Well, listen, we, we can't do that. You know, it is an ongoing, constant conversation that you have. And you say, "Well, why isn't Josh listening?" Or whatever. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it's hard to play quarterback, and and I think there's a little bit of personality in it, no question about it. But teams with quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Um, you can go down the list. Lamar Jackson, when though you've got a dynamic playmaker who's gonna, who's got an arm, who's gonna put the ball at risk in one way, shape, or form, you're gonna have turnovers. Certainly, Josh has more turnovers than any of us would like, and I don't know what the acceptable number is, except unless you win the games. And if that's the case, we're fine. But <laughs> the simple fact of the matter is, yes, Sean McDermott is gonna lead, and it's his responsibility to address privately, publicly, in the team meeting, on film, and every other way, and address the guys who are directly above Josh as to how to get him to stop doing that. And then weigh the balance of, if you get him to stop turning it over, can he still play effectively? Uh, certainly we all think he can. But that's, yes, the answer to your question, all of the questions you raised about how to do it and what the possibilities are, are all true, and they are all, they are all taken advantage of. Yes, Sean McDermott addresses it. Ken Dorsey addresses it. Sean McDermott addresses it with Ken Dorsey. Josh has to sit through films and be talked to about it in front of his teammates and privately on the practice field and in meetings. It is constant, absolutely, positively, without question. Time and time again. Yeah. Almost and, ad nauseum. Right. Until And you also run the risk of it becoming just noise. But it is that important where you feel Absolutely. necessary to repeat it. And Somebody told me this stat, and I haven't had a chance to look it up to make sure it's accurate, but what the hell, I'll throw it out there anyway. When the Bills have been on the positive side of the turnover margin in their last 20 games, they're 19-1 and one in games in which they're on the positive side of the turnover right. margin. 19-1. And, and not for nothing, I don't think Josh would do this. Maybe maybe I would because it's me. I don't. But it starts to become noise, and he says – Shut up. We're twenty four and five over our last twenty nine and we're getting yeah. beat by if we get beat, we're getting beat by two points or three points. I'm fine. Right. Let me you, shut up and give me the play. I got this. <laughs> right? I well, don't think I, Josh is doing that. No, but I will say that But I would. Well <laughs> no, when you're that when you're that talented and you have that kind of skill level, sometimes your hyper competitive nature can get the best of you. And that's where some of those ill-advised decisions will come into play on at times. Some of them not do. often. Some of them do. Some of them end up in a touchdown pass yeah. with zero on the clock at halftime against Miami in Week 15. Right. Thanks. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Or against New England. Or against New England. Or against the Jets. You go down the list. We all know. We all can recite the plays that are unbelievable that he does that nobody else can do. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Let's get back to the phones, and we go to Mark in West Seneca next. What do you got for us, Mark, here on One Bills Live? Mark, are you there? I'm going to put Mark on hold. His signal's a little fouled up. And we'll go to Neil in North Carolina. What do you got for us, Neil? You're on One Bills Live. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I totally agree with you with the defense. They played excellent. They kept us in the game. Other than that, we would have lost. Two quick questions. One, Chris, I got to know, did you go to the Chris Berman sportscasting school? You're unbelievable on the radio. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. You're yelling and saying, and on the Dawson touchdown, that was excellent. So really enjoyed it. Obviously, we hope Murph gets better and is able to get back in there. But you sound great. Thank you. Um, The other one, I watched a series where they were running – and the running was working, and then they went to pass and run, and they were moving down the field, and all of a sudden they went back, pass, 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 pass. Seems to be when they get the run going, it opens up the pass more for Josh, but it seems like they then go away from it and go back to pass, pass, pass. Yeah. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. I get it. And people, you know, people are always going to be puzzled by that. And the simple fact that the easy answer – and the most basic answer is this. There are a couple of factors that you got to know as to where you're going to run or pass. A lot of them have to do with what the defense is going to do, and a lot of what the defense has, is going to do is down in distance and position on the field. As they're, you're saying, they're moving the ball, moving the ball with the run, the run, the run. All of a sudden, you're on the plus 30-yard line, and the defense starts playing different defenses because that's what they do. Or gotcha. they start adjusting their defense because you're running, 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 running. All of a sudden they say, okay, we're going to stop that. Here we go. We put these guys in, put this guy in, play this coverage, and let's see if they can run against that. And all of a sudden, so you're up there and they're thinking, wait a minute, they change. Now we're going to throw it. That's the most basic answer I can give you. It doesn't mean it's right 100% of the time, yeah. but by and large, adjustments by the coaching staffs lead to different plays and play selections by the offense or defense. 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board, taking your takeaways from yesterday's wild card win over the Dolphins, 34-31. We go back to the phones, and we go to Mark in Jersey City. What do you got for us, Mark? Uh, how you doing, Chris? Not a good weekend for us in the Premier League, either one of us. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything, anyway. Well, I'm in a relegation battle, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Uh, but, yeah, I love the mix minus McKenzie at receiver. Um, I, it was the first time they were with it, but I just think that Shakir and Beasley just bring something completely different. I mean, I think the biggest play of the game that hasn't been talked about was that that Shakir drop when he got it lost when he lost the ball in the sun. Yeah, I was like, if he catches that, there, there, that's minimum three. And I do believe Josh threw the uh, the tip drill int to Howard. Right, right, right. right Cater, Cater Kohu actually got a hand in there on Beasley. Some pe- I even thought when I called it on the radio that it bounced off Beasley's chest. It did not. On replay, I saw that Cater Kohu was in coverage there, actually got a hand in to tip the ball to Holland on the INT. Yeah, there was a lot of hidden yards. Uh, the, 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 there was like 49s by How- 49 return by Howard. There was a 27-yard return by Holland there, the 50-yard punt return, the yeah. scoop and score that got batted back for like a, a – that was the most egregious for me with Josh. Josh has to eat that ball or throw the ball in the, in the, in the, in the seats. I like the aggressiveness. I mean, they started off the season aggressive throwing the ball. Then everybody starts complaining there's no efficiency. They go back to the efficiency. Then everybody starts complaining there's no – 
There's no explosive passes. I mean, this is after almost a decade and a half of Tyrod Taylor, uh, Trent Edwards. uh, Like, fans always are perpetually complaining about what they don't have in the most. Did they watch the Bengals go into an offensive shell last night when they couldn't do it? They don't get that Hubbard. And that play, Steve, it reminded me of a Bills game. In, in San, San Francisco, Francisco, yeah. Lee Woodall. Yeah. Derek Holmes. Derek Holmes fumbled it and Lee and he ran it ninety nine or ninety eight yards. It's the exact same play except it was a handoff rather than a quarterback sneak. You're absolutely right. Same play. Backbreaker. Changed the game. Yeah, it's it soul crushing. One of the reasons too, and on just about this game last night, we haven't really talked about it too much. One of the reasons the Miami uh, Miami. One of the reasons Cincinnati went into a shell offensively and started to look a lot different than they did early on was because they lost, literally lost three offensive linemen to injury. Yeah. They were playing Joey Bag of Donuts and Polly. Well, they bag lost of chips. they lost Lyle Collins, their right tackle in week right. fifteen or week sixteen, and then Alex Kappa, their left guard, did not play this past week. He was not in the lineup because of an ankle injury, and then Jonah Williams goes down with a knee injury. Right. So they had their offensive line was a shambles up front. And you know, Chris Collinsworth did a nice job of, of explaining it, but you could tell everything changed for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals won that game last night, scored 24 points. Burrow, Joe Burrow, threw for 209 yards last night. Yeah. 209 yards. Baltimore always has made it tough for them, due, in, due primarily to the fact that they have three very physical and quality corners and two pretty good safeties. He threw for 209 yards on a 72% completion percentage. And I'm just going to say this. The Baltimore pass rush has more consistency to it, in my estimation, than Buffalo's right now without Von Miller. Right. So they do make life difficult for opposing quarterbacks, both on the back end and with their pass rush. Baltimore's a load, man. They are, they are a tough defense to get on top of. Tyler Huntley threw for more yards than Joe Burrow last night. Yeah. And uh, it was know. just down in the red zone where Baltimore had problems. Right. You know, things get tight down there, and it's hard to execute. Cincinnati was 100% in the red zone. I would have been a fan of running Huntley on a bootleg and take advantage of his athleticism rather than going over the top and see if he can get out on the corner and beat somebody to the pylon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. run some misdirection down right. there and, and use Huntley's legs and his speed we s- rather than trying to send him through the middle in a pile of people. We saw that uh, Ravens had four red drone, red zone trips last night. They were one of four. Yeah, that was the difference Bengals in the game. Bengals were two of two. And the one of four turned into seven points the other direction. Yeah, it was like a 14-point so, yeah, swing. Yeah, it was a 14-point swing. And the final should have still been 24-7, but the boy, Ravens should have won yeah. with, by that score rather than the Bengals taking it 98 yards. Yeah. Unbelievable game last night. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But um, still, that's, that's one of the reasons my Cincinnati's offensive production dropped off a cliff yeah. with the offensive line. Let's get back to the phones at 803-0550-1888-550-2550 for your takeaways on yesterday's wild card win over Miami. We go to John in Elma next. What do you got for us, John? You're on One Bills Live. Yeah, thanks for getting my call. My biggest question is about how well the Bills tackle when a, a guy goes through the line of scrimmage or they can, we can, they catch a, or the offense catches a short pass, and if you watch the game like I do, and I used to be a middle linebacker at University of Buffalo, yards after catching or yards after going through the middle of the line is the biggest indicator of how bad you might end up losing and. That's exactly what I'm concerned about, especially with the Bengals. Short passes, we only catch one or two uh, of those guys, and then maybe two or three tackles missed. My real question is, what are the Bills doing to try to get these guys to tackle better? And I don't know if you guys can answer that question, but – you know, uh, yeah. somebody's got to know what are they doing. Well, I'll tell you this, John. The, and the thanks, tackles. John. Thanks for calling. That's a it's a good question. One of the things I noted yesterday uh, as to why the Bills were having such success defensively. Um, well, part of the problems defensively was they get in short fields with turnovers and and re- kick returns. They were put up against the wall. But one of the things I noticed, and I mentioned this to Matty Glab on Bills tonight, yesterday in particular, not a hundred percent, but way better than games we've seen over the last two months. The Bills tackled extremely well yesterday. First guy to the ball got the guy on the ground, and there weren't any of the yard extra yards that, that John from Elma is talking about. Or at least held on long enough for help to arrive. They did a much, much better job of tackling yesterday than they had done at other games. And that was one of the reasons Miami was struggling. Um, they were 4 of 16 or something like that on on third down, the Bills were tackling really, really well yesterday, and it showed in the struggles that the Dolphins' offense had. And part of the issue that I know Bills fans have had in the past with respect to Buffalo's tackling, they say, how are these guys not wrapping people up? 
they play a penetrating style up front. So their their whole purpose is to get up the field quickly, try to get a player or a ball carrier or a quarterback in the offensive backfield and drop them for a loss to force down and distance and then let, let your pass rush go. Yeah. And when you play that style, if you – if they get you on a misdirection or you read the play wrong, you're up the field and the spot you just vacated is wide open for a ball carrier to exploit, and then it looks like you missed the tackle because you're not in position. Or you're in a bad spot to make a sound fundamental tackle and you miss. That's the problem that sometimes you run into playing that style. I will say this, though, Steve. Miami's blocking on those screen plays out to the flat really really good at that i mean they're washing three defenders out with three men blocking and they were getting yards with guys running behind those blocks with great effectiveness yesterday and i don't want to repeat myself but i talk about it all the time it's hard to tackle in the nfl these days because you're not allowed to really whack guys up high you can it's like anything else when there's a bottle sitting on a table. If you want to knock it over the easiest way, you go to the top and you just push on the top and it falls over easily. It's the same thing when you're knocking a guy off his feet. You hit him in the head or up above the head and shoulders, and it's easier to knock him off balance. If you go The lower you go, and then it's the other end as well. If you can take their feet out, it's the same thing. It's easy to knock them out. You can't do that. Uh, you can't hit them above the shoulders. And the, te- the league has become a league of ball tacklers instead of person tacklers um yesterday the bills did a great job of tackling the guy and i think they reaped some benefits from it but for the most part you can see it teams got in there they jump on the guy's arms trying to wrench the ball away and they twist and turn and and you know twirl all the way down the field for an extra eight yards and to answer john's question they do practice tackling even in this time of the season when padded practices really aren't a thing They bring out those giant donuts, and they practice fundamental tackling, wrapping up on the donuts. They'll roll a giant padded donut out onto the field, and they run, wrap up, shoot their hands, you know, drive their hips through the tackle. They do practice that. And there's a coaching staff that harps on the fundamentals maybe more than any other I've seen. So rest assured, they do practice it. Uh, Let's go to Luke in East Aurora. What do you got for us, Luke, here on One Bills Live? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, so I just want to go to the uh, the Bengals and Ravens game, how um, they were able to create pressure and really make Burrow look human. Um, mm-hmm. And how the Bengals lost their left tackle last night. And just how, how much of a point of emphasis do you think it is with McDermott and their game plan coming up this week on uh, being able to create pressure and get Burrow uncomfortable? Yeah, I mean, I we'll have to see how serious the knee injury is, obviously, first. And let's not forget, they're still without their right tackle, Lyle Collins. They've got Adenogy in there, so they got a backup right tackle, potentially a backup left tackle, and potentially, if Alex Kappa can't come back from his ankle injury that forced him to miss last night's game, and he misses this game, too, they'll be without their starting left guard also. So three starting offensive linemen that Bengals could be without this week. Go ahead, Steve. I think that – I think it's – the thing in this game can the bills get pressure and if they can get pressure how many people is it going to take to get pressure and how fast can they get home yeah hopefully that, it's just four to me is the crux of this game last night everything changed when they lost their right tackle their left tackle uh, their left tackle when jonah williams went down last night 
everything changed for the Cincinnati Bengals. If those guys don't come back and are not healthy, that is Buffalo's one best hope defensively, I think, for defending those three guys on the outside. Yeah, and neutralizing Burrow. Uh, if if they get Collins back, if they get all these guys back. Well, Collins out for the year. He's right. not coming if back. If they get Jonah Williams or Kappa, Kappa yeah. or you know whatever, if they get all these guys back and healthy, it's going to be that much more difficult for the Bills to do that. I think that, though, in my opinion, I think that is the key to this game, is the ability to get pressure, win now, on Burrow quick. Yeah. That you've got to do it at both ends because those three guys outside are an impossible matchup. Right. As yeah. good as as good as Kair and Trey are getting and playing well, I think they're getting better week by week every every snap. Right. As good as they can play, those three guys you, they go too deep and they're too good and they're too big. Yeah. Higgins so, is a major problem in contested catch. Yeah. Situations. So I think you've got to defend the Bengals at both ends of that pass and yeah. big time this week. Break time for us here. When we come back, we're going to go around the locker room, get you some of the comments from the players and from head coach Sean McDermott about yesterday's victory. Next, here on One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you here on this Buffalo Football Monday. Time for us to go around the locker room, presented by Connect Life. Connect Life, your blood and organ donor network. We begin with head coach Sean McDermott, who was asked about the surrendering of the 17-point lead and the costly turnovers against the Dolphins. Overall, we got to do a better job of, of at that point, um, you know, up 17, I think it was 17-zip, and we turned the ball over. So um, at the end of the day, you turn the ball over, you die normally a, a pretty quick death. And when you turn the ball over, three, I think we had three three turnovers, one for a score, and uh, and then we had the big punt return in there mixed in there as well. So um, not very good complimentary football. Not very good complimentary football for sure. Deion Dawkins addressed the playoff battle throughout the afternoon yesterday. And, you know, he's asked, like, what's the message after the win? Like, how are you – Guys processing this one, are you relieved? Are you angry? Are you satisfied? Here's Dion's take on that. You know, um, in a playoff game, like we expect it to be an up and down battle. We expect it to, to like to be, you know, elite on elite. So, you know, it's not supposed to be perfect. Like games and like that should honestly be every playoff game. It should be as hard as it's supposed to be, un- uncomfortable and uh, an up and down battle. But you know, like for us, like we just have to just focus on ourselves and clean up a, a bunch of like li- like little things that could turn into big things. But um, the good thing is that we understand what's ahead of us and we understand what we did wrong and what we did right. So we're going to take it, craft, craft it, and make it better. That's the thing. Like you got to believe with corrections and stuff and everything they're doing on a day like today, they got to know they got to tighten things up playing an opponent of the caliber, the one they're going to be facing on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this. the When you're a player, you look at the turnovers yesterday, the one that Josh throws to – the one that he throws long, it's like, yeah, that was – you don't throw that. The one to Beasley, the guy gets his arm in and bangs into a guy running full speed to the touch the end zone. It's like, ugh. 
Yeah. You know, uh, those are bad. It could have been – the worst you would think would be an incompletion. Uh, or it could have been, you know, a, you know, illegal contact or hold, whatever. It could have been anything. But it's a, it's a deflection into a running player who goes down deep into the 18-yard line. Um, the sack strip, you think, okay, the sack you'll take, try and get away from it, you can't get away, you go down. Well, sack strip, fumble, bounce to a big guy, and he rumbles in. Those are pretty catastrophic results for plays that shouldn't have been that catastrophic. When you pile those up, it looks pretty bad. But when you take them as, as what they are, a, a batted interception to a guy you felt like was open, tried to gun it in, okay, probably should have gone somewhere else or thrown it over his head. Um, the sack strip fumble, what are you going to tell Josh not to try and fight to get out of that? You know, that's just, you know, you got to be careful with the ball. Yeah. Um, so all of that stuff doesn't seem ca- like a catastrophic mistake, even though it was an enormous effect on the game. But I think the enormous effect is cumulative. Not in and of each one of them was in and of itself a, a deal breaker. Certainly the, the the fumble recovery in for a touchdown gave him the lead, and it was like, oh my god, you know, now you got a problem. It's all different. But in and of themselves, each of those mistakes are are kind of manifested in the in all of them together rather than any one bad decision. And it's not like something you can equate, except maybe the throws. Are you going to try and gun it into Cole Beasley on a stop route on the sideline? Okay. That's different than going deep to John Brown over the top and, you know, laying it out there and nobody can get to it. Even though those are two throws that you wish you had back, it's a different kind of decision, both of them. So you're not going to – there's no generalities there, even though you say, well, he threw two interceptions. Well, it's far from it. And Peyton Manning told me one time, he said, every interception's got a story. And he looked at me, he goes, nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, the media wants to hear it. Right. What, they what say, happened? oh, he threw two interceptions. Well, that's like, two, that's like saying, you know, it's two completely different things, even though they can't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Is the same statistic. So yeah. it's hard for, to get these things quantified and hard to get into the mind of the players and, and get them to say, wow, you got to stop doing this. Well, stop doing this. Well, which one? They're completely different interceptions. You know, that's the way players think about it. So I get it. 
turnovers almost got them beat yesterday. No question yeah. about it. But it was three completely separate instances that were com- none of whom were alike that got you beat. So you can't. It's not when you go in and watch those on film. You're talking about three completely separate mistakes that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. So that's what you got to get around your mind around. Don't make mi- any mistakes. Okay, fine. You're never going to make any mistakes. You always will. But there are three completely different things. Yeah. And the Bills lived that. A quarterback that was dead set on not making any mistakes. It was Tyrod Taylor. He'd also throw for 180 yards. Yeah. And one touchdown. Maybe one touchdown. You know? So you kind of have to take some of the risk with all of those rewards that Josh Allen gives you. I'm telling you right now, too, in Kansas City, in Cincinnati, in Jacksonville in particular today, in L.A. with the Chargers, all of those teams are saying the exact same thing about their quarterbacks. The top four quarterbacks in the AFC, Mahomes, Allen, Lawrence, and Burrow. Everybody will say the same thing. You can't turn it over because yeah. when they do, they have problems. And and for three of those guys, two of them, three of those guys, the other ones, not ours, that aren't Josh Allen, they're all saying the same thing about turnovers today. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence threw four of them in the first half yesterday. Or Saturday, yeah. Saturday. And Mahomes has turned it over more lately than, than Josh Allen has. And, you know, so <laughs> what you got to do, man? Yeah. Speaking of Josh, he commented on having Cole Beasley and John Brown playing slightly larger roles of late. Beasley with his most extensive work yesterday, which included a touchdown, and John Brown, who had a big touchdown play in last week's game at the end of the regular season. Here's Josh on adding those veterans back to the fold. It felt very comfortable. Um, you saw it. Steph, or it was Cole's first playoff touchdown, I think, in his career. That's what uh, Kevin Kearns just said. So uh, that was that was pretty pretty fun um, to to get the ball back to him. Obviously, bouncing around, uh, bringing him back, and just being able to run some of our old stuff. And he he remembers it and um, was able to run it and execute it. So uh, it's it's good to have vets like that. Yeah, it is good to have vets like that. And here is Cole Beasley, basically talking about his ability to contribute to the offense more than he had in the previous three practice squad elevations during the regular season. It's been a ride for sure. Um, it's been a tough year for me just, you know, being at home and watching um, and then, you know, coming back and I kind of got to play a little bit the uh, the three games in um, the season, but it wasn't as much as maybe I'd like. Um, so I still feel like I'm kind of getting in the groove, but um, really I'm just trying to, to enjoy it. Um, perspective changes a lot you know when you're in that situation so I'm just happy to be here with guys like Gabe and um, I mean he was he was calling me the whole time I wasn't here but you know I missed him so much it's not the same you know so it's just good to be back here with the guys and I'm just you know trying to enjoy every moment and then the last one we've got is from Tredavious White who was asked about rookie Kyrie Elam and the strides he has made in the course of his rookie season Kyrie is just—he's—he's he's such a student of the game. Uh, just the way that he attacked the week, uh, coming in on uh, on off days catching balls. So him catching that pick is something that he's been waiting on. But he's—he's uh, a, he's a student, man, and he—he he really wants it. His desire to, to be the best that he can be is just—is is next to none. The way he prepared, the way he come in and take care of his body as a rookie, man. Uh, 
the success he had today is not a surprise. Just the way he, you know, prepared himself throughout the week and uh, and weeks prior to to be be in this moment and be ready. So I'm definitely proud of him. All right, that's Tredavious White on Kyer Elam, and you know, Steve and I, we have an office at the end of the field house here uh, when we come to work, and so we're in and out of the field house, coming here into the studio all the time. Kyer Elam's in there catching balls off the jugs machine Mondays, Tuesdays when he doesn't even have to be here, but he's in he's in there catching balls, and finally paid off for him yesterday. Had a huge takeaway that swung the momentum of the game, you know, and they get a touchdown off that pick. It's big. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it got him off the Schneid. Uh, plus, it was you know, he was really good in pass defense too. He had a couple of knockaways, passes defense. Uh, he has, and I and I love the rhetoric we're hearing from him about him because they're saying some specific things that he's doing to try and get better. Remember, Kyrie's the guy who wanted him to put the playbook on the plane when they came and got him as a when first they drafted one. him. Yeah, and they drafted him. He's student of the game. All of that speaks to where he, I think, where his top end is going to be. Uh, I thought it was insightful earlier in the year. I saw him when he got back on the field, and and uh, somebody asked him about how he was doing, and he said, finally getting to the point where he can just kind of go out and play. He tended to overthink, as a lot of young players do. They overthink it. They're trying to be perfect. They're trying to do this and that instead of just freeing up and, and using their skills and, and their own savvy and level of, of knowledge. They always feel like they, they're, miss, you know, they're trying to overcome their lack of experience or their lack of knowledge or whatever it is that they convince themselves they don't have. So they spend their time trying to overcome those things. And he's getting to the point now where he's like, you can just play. And he's much better for it, I think. And it's it's yeah. nice to hear that, you know, we see it, but it's also nice to hear from his teammates about, you know, how much the mental side of the game and all the preparation mean to him, too. So that is Around the Locker Room, presented by Connect Life, your blood and organ donor network. We take a break here. When we come back, some sad news in the world of college football. Tragic news, actually. We'll let you know what that is next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker. Some sad news from uh, the world of college football on the heels of the University of Georgia's national championship victory and celebration on Saturday afternoon on campus in Athens. uh, Police were called to a fatal single vehicle car crash early Sunday morning that unfortunately killed Georgia right tackle Devin Willick and their recruiting coordinator Chandler LaCroix. Uh, it was just hours after the celebration on Saturday, and uh, they got called to the police. Got called to the scene at 3 a.m. And uh, yeah, the the Georgia player and the recruiting coordinator both in there. I mean, the player was 20 years old. The recruiting coordinator, I think she was 26. Um, two other they, passengers. They both died in the, in the crash, and two other passengers, Steve's right, that were connected to the football team were hospitalized. And one of them's in serious condition. I think the other's in stable condition and okay. Just really unfortunate um, set of circumstances there. They were having a candlelight vigil on campus. Classes were canceled today at Georgia. Um, just really, really terrible. I mean, you got a player and a recruiting coordinator. You're on top of the world. You just won the national championship. You're celebrating with your teammates and fellow coworkers. And, you know, hours later, they're just gone. So shocking. Yeah. Uh, for the University of Georgia community. Um, 
They're all just dealing with that right now. So thoughts and prayers down to Athens. Um, you know, it's just you have a lot of young people on campus and they, they got a very, very hard and difficult lesson on how fragile life can be sometimes. It's just really awful uh, all the way around. So thoughts and prayers to the folks down there at Georgia. Our good friend Jonas Jennings, former Bills left tackle and a member of the Bills alumni community that Steve is a part of. Uh, he is the director of player development down there, and no doubt he's got his hands full bringing grief counselors in to help with the players and stuff to deal with the loss of a teammate and a person they knew very well uh, in the recruiting office. So uh, we know he's got a heavy load to handle right now. So, Jonas, we hope you're doing well down there. And, you know, one day at a time, obviously. Just really, really tough news after the highest of highs with the right. national title winning that back-to-back. It's really tough. Yeah, it's really tragic. You hate to you hate to hear about that, and and obviously because it was a Georgia Bulldog program who just won the national title, it made national news. But let's not forget, let you know, do what you can to keep that from happening locally too. There, we all know young people who need to hear that uh, more and more. So, yeah, uh, we do have um, some other stuff that we've got to cover about this football game. And we will be doing that with one Eric Wood, Bill's radio color analyst, who had some interesting comments during the broadcast that, you know, I was going back and forth with him on. Uh, he was, <laughs> we'll talk to him about it when we get him on in the third hour here, Steve. He was absolutely blown away that Miami defensive coordinator Josh Boyer continued to call zero blitz after two touchdown drives by the Bills with relative ease at that. Um, he couldn't believe they were still calling zero. But as you pointed out earlier in the show, it eventually kind of came around to working in their favor to a certain extent. And then the Bills started turning the football over, and the game just turned on a dime uh, and became pretty harrowing uh, for Bills fans and for the players, for that matter. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll discuss that with Eric uh, when we come back for hour number three here on a Buffalo Football Monday. It is One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, and this is Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 